0: The FM Evolution Podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com.
1: As a leader, one of the keys to culminating a work environment that is productive, creative, and high morale is being a positive le- re- leader rather than a negative boss, Right. This idea might seem simple, but what exactly separates these two identities?
0: This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the evolution. Here's Sean Black.
1: What's up, guys? Sean Black and FM Evolution. Welcome back to another show. I'm so excited to be continuing our leadership series with Jim Robinson, CEO of CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, Inc. Of course, they're a show sponsor. But Jim is also an author, a coach, a certified speaker. Man knows his stuff. And it's important to have good leadership lessons for FM. So we continue to do this series and bring you guys new things to learn about. Now. Today we're going to be talking about negative boss versus a positive leader. Everyone's had both in their life, and we know that leaders leave a mark on your on your soul deep down inside. They help you grow, or they can hold you back. Um, and a negative boss would definitely do that. And a positive leader can really help you excel. So we're going to be talking about this subject. We're jumping in uh, all the way down this rabbit hole and talking about. How leaders can affect you in positive and negative ways. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss this. But before that, here's a word from a
0: sponsor. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig-ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They are ready to be on-site 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready, and because they are a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326, or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today.
1: Welcome to FM Evolution. I'm your host, Sean Black, and we are continuing our leadership series with Jim Robinson. Jim Robinson's in the house. Hey, here I am. Thanks for having me. Always glad to have you on. We always have such a good time. There's always so much to cover and never, uh, never enough time. Uh, and today is probably gonna be no exception, but we've got a great topic on and you wrote an article on this and it's really about negative boss versus positive leader. So it's gonna be a good podcast podcast uh but first i I always want to know because we're always growing expanding learning more what are you
2: reading jim robinson uh post corona book um book kind of explaining corona when it came on you know early march was really kind of what we believe it to be kind of when we were all mostly disturbed by it was early march so i would say that uh it's going to be an interesting read i'm I'm only a couple of chapters into it started uh, yesterday but uh It's uh, post-corona. I think it'll give good perspective and good reflection over what we went through in 2020. Uh, As you know, I'm writing a big piece on this, or I was uh, as of a couple of months ago, I started writing a piece. And it was purely out of, uh, I think out of a pain point more than anything. But I was going through uh, kind of reflection time and I'm like, whoa, I need to write this down. Because this is really kind of profound what managers and leaders had to experience last year. And I say had to experience. It's uh, it's the concept of happening for us to grow us, versus trying to be there to tear us down as a negative or a bad luck Charlie thing. So it. Uh, so as I wrote that, it made me kind of reflect, and and so I've been kind of searching for other people's reads on this and their perspective and what they saw or felt, because it'll all be very different.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we went through a lot. I think everyone did, and that's going to be really interesting to see how things continue to play out this year. And that's what a great book. Great recommendation for people who are wanting to learn more about what happened and, and, and reflection on Yeah, it's a, it's a good
2: uh, post-corona is the name of it. So post-corona, it'll give you some perspective, at least from uh, one viewpoint. But uh, everybody should reflect on this, by the way. Great opportunity to, to learn and grow from that. So Outstanding. Okay, let's get into it today. Let's do it. We are talking
1: about uh, it. Really centers around what makes someone an effective leader in a workplace. We got all kinds of really great topics and and things that uh, you know really kind of came out of your article that was in LinkedIn. Great article, uh, you know. And so I kind of want to cover with that. There's uh, something I want to kind of start with as a quote. Was really interesting. Says as a leader, one of the keys to cultivating a work environment that is productive, creative, and high morale is being a positive le- re- leader rather than a negative boss. Right? This idea might seem simple, but what exactly separates these two identities? So, I'd love to have you expand on that.
2: So, the positive leader is really a forward-thinking person, right? They have a vision—a vision of their their selves and where they see that maybe the team, the company. Even your family. I mean, if you're the leader in the family, even you're painting a a vivid picture about what it's going to be like when you go to Hawaii on a vacation, or what, you know, you go on a Cabo. You got to paint that. You got to have that capability to create a vision. Forward thinking is visionary, right? It's it's really creating that plan forward. It's I always say the coloring book. You got to color it in vivid colors, otherwise nobody's going to really read the book. And so to get team members to kind of flow, you, you have to inspire them in some fashion. And that really does have to be forward thinking. It, it's the growing forward concept and it's, uh, you got to paint the picture. Negative Nancy or negative boss or, you know, term in certain ways is somebody who probably won't last on any team very long. They usually will take themselves and, and leave uh, because they feel so much intense pressure because they get stuck in moments and they get stuck in past. And I did a talk just the other day, actually. And I said, that, you know, people that tell you, take me for who I am, right? We've all heard that phrase. You, you have to like me for who I am. You have to accept me for who I am. It's a very past thinking individual, right? They're really stuck in the past versus very forward thinking. And it, when, when you have that on the team, you got to really kind of dive in there. But So they're using a rear view mirror to go forward. And that's always a dangerous, reckless thing in business. So you have to be forward thinking, paint a good vision of what that looks like. Your team can certainly jump in and correct and spend time there. That needs to be an open leader. You need to be able to have the feedback from the team. For us, we have a board. Uh, That board gives influence on that. It becomes the the war room sometimes where you have to have those uh, candid, frank discussions. But as a leader, we all have to have other data coming at us. And it needs to come fast because we're all fast-paced typically. Um, but the negative the negative boss, the negative manager, is using that rearview mirror on their old Ford truck to look in the back and they're not going forward, not at any very rapid pace. I think it's, uh, it's a challenge being a leader no matter who you are.
1: Uh, it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of commitment. But how do you think leaders stay positive versus kind of falling into uh, a pattern of being a negative boss?
2: How do they stay positive? Wow. That's a hell of a question. Actually. It's uh, one, there's never a dull moment, right? And we sign up for this when, whenever you fall into that leadership role, when you are asked to go there or you chose to go there, it, it suddenly becomes very rapid paced and you really don't get the time to kind of say, well, is me. If you look at the president of the United States, regardless of who's in that office, they still only have 24 hours, just like the rest of us. So it's really the meaning you put to things or the perspective you have about things happening to you and for you in the moment as to how exciting things can get. I regularly get pushback from the team because I'm always saying, you know, the piece of cake phrase from years ago, I'm like, It's not that complicated. It's just, (laughs) that's a piece of cake. Let's just do that. It's always that forward thinking. I always think everything is possible. Everything. And the pushback comes, dude, we can't do that. Oh my God, what are we going to... Well, hold on a minute. Let's break it down by the chunk. Let's chunk this down. Let's dissect this a little bit. And then we move forward. So there's never really a dull moment. Those silent moments where you truly are alone they say it's the lonely corner office right there's not a lot of people hanging out with leaders typically and they don't just come in and say hello they come in because there's a high demand on them and they're needing some kind of confidence builder some kind of reinforcement kind of hold them up sometimes when they get a little bit weak but i can assure you every leader that's listening to this and beyond has those moments of weakness where we have to check ourselves and that's a moment of reflection. And when we reflect on the days past or the weeks past, we come up with brand new enhanced ways to move forward tomorrow. We that's what gets us up again tomorrow and we go do it again. Understanding there's people counting on us, we have to serve those folks. We got to get our behind out of bed, we got to go do our thing. But there's never a dull moment in leadership, I guarantee that.
1: That's a fact. It's just I just just is what it is, man. It, yeah. You're always doing something unprecedented, un, something new, you know, and, and trying to figure out the path forward. Um, something you, you said I want to bring up, you said positive leaders are visionaries. And uh, in the article, you talked about the fundamental traits of a positive leader uh, is forward thinking. So you, you said that just now. And good leaders establish vision and direction of their team. So I was going to ask you is what do you find is the best vehicle for vision casting for you, for you.
2: Being present. Actually, being present with the team because the company is going in a certain direction, right? I'm the founder of this company and it we have a certain way we are going to go and I got to make sure I'm leading everybody in that direction. So we you go the same direction, we accomplish the same goal. That's you know the end game, basically. You have to be present to do that. You get on these Zooms and you do all kinds of things and you can say things, but it's not the same as being present with the team and actually motivating and having some inspiration from them to me and from me to them. That's really, really important. That's how I lead. I'm an autonomous leader. You know this. I'm, I'm a hands off. When things are not performing in the way, in the goal and directions we're going, I can lean pretty heavy on things to get a hyper correction. I usually make very people very uncomfortable in those moments and they shift and they change and they'll remember that for the rest of their life. So there's those moments, but it's being present. It's being able to catch the weakness, inspire that and say, here's where we're forward thinking at, here's what we need to grow forward and spend some time and effort on that. But there is a checks and balance to that, but being present with the team, there's an energy about that, that uh, you can't replicate on zoom. I don't care how good you get on it.
1: love that. And there was something I thought was interesting you brought up um, as well as, and I've I didn't I've never thought about this, but a, a negative boss gets stuck, right? So you kind of get stuck on a position. And you said when a position, uh, when a positive leader looks past a problem uh, at the hand, they stay focused on the end goal. An ineffective boss does the opposite, right? So weak leaders get stuck, Um. I'm assuming this happens to everyone sometimes. You get a little bit stuck. But what is the the workaround for keeping yourself from getting stuck
2: in the moment? Um, narcotics and alcohol is a good <laughs> thing for you. <it. laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Kidding. Maybe. Change the direction here, guys. Um, to stay inspired or stay motivated, you have to be engaged on a regular basis. You have to continually have an education wisdom source. And that education wisdom source could be courses, classes, reads. There's a self-education thing that is, I tell my team, it is a must. If you come to me and tell me you need to go to some school or some class, I always ask, what are you currently reading? What are you working on yourself? How are you uh, self-educating? This is really important. I find that over the years that the more I self-educate and the more I spend time in education growing me, it's the only way I can grow somebody else to accomplish a goal. And we create lofty goals around this office. We have big visions and big, big pictures. And it takes a lot of moments choreographed to be able to get to those goals. So to stay motivated, you have to be in a self-education program. You have to be involved in something. You have to coach and lead people outside your organization. That's how I see it. Because the more you teach, the more you educate others, the more you're going to grow because it's a reflection of self, really. And so I I think that's how you stay motivated. Do I have my off days? Yeah, I've I've been talking recently about the 90-day checkout. Everybody's on a 90-day cycle. Everybody kind of checks out. And if you have a structure and a clear plan forward, you easily get refocused and go go again. If you don't have a clear written plan, if you're the lousy leader, the, the boss that is a negative, their rear view mirror thinking is no motivation. So their 90-day checkout is significantly longer. And I go even farther. I said, you can program your calendar by how sick they'll be and when they'll be sick. Yeah. Because you'll know when they check out. It's historical data. It's pretty simple to track for me. I see it. I know when it's going to happen. I can tell you when people are going to check out. But I can also tell you the ones that are motivated and inspired will shorten that 90-day checkout. It doesn't last for two, three, four days. It lasts for two, three hours and they finally get back on the motivation. We also talk about setting a default calendar. One of my coaches from years ago recommended that I use a default calendar setting. And I and I do this religiously now. I program my calendar so when all hell is breaking loose. When, when you don't know which way to go, just go look at your calendar and do whatever that calendar has programmed. It'll inspire you. It'll get you focused because the calendar should be reflective of what the end game is for the day, for the week, and for the goals. And so if you get your default calendar set up, you're going to win. It'll keep you focused, keep you motivated.
1: I love the default calendar. That's something that um, you taught me and I brought over to my calendar and there are definitely days I'm like, what is going on? Oh, okay, I'm just go back to my calendar and and oh, here's what I got to do, and just hop right back into it. And so that's that's that has been um, definitely one of the things that uh, it's changed the way that I get things done uh, here, but but not just on my career, but also my life. Yeah. And and you know that's that's gone that has a lot of mileage with it. It's gone a long ways. Okay. So when people are down in that cycle, sometimes they need a little bit of encouragement. And so I want to talk about that because positive leaders are encouragers, right? So, this thought you talk about encouragement is not always synonymous with praise, it is also pushing employees towards growth. Positive leaders would challenge employees with a project or task outside their comfort zone and observe uh, as an employee grows. Now, this is something I, I experienced quite a bit with you, and I know everyone around you really does. So I think it's great. Um, and encouragement is always, always needed in a company with people. But my question is, can you push an employee too hard and set them up for failure, or is failure just part of that growing process? Really?
2: Uh, well, that's a multi multi part question. There. It's a multi part question. see the blanks. You <laughs> fill in the blanks. Can you push people too hard? Certainly. Do you want to push them hard? Yep. I do that 100%. I'm all in on that. But I also know when to kind of back off. And I will test and see how how hard I can and grow somebody by the pressure we can apply. Not in task, but in challenge. And in challenge, meaning that, you know, they're raising the bar to figure out how to solve a problem versus a task. It's not what we do. It's how we do what we do. Hmm. So the how part is what we really spend time and effort on and trying to change to get to the outcome or the goal. And we train change that frequently because it keeps people on their edge. It drives them nuts sometimes, but it also keeps them on their edge so they're always creatively thinking, not on my process. My process may be the irritant. It may be the problem that they're having in that moment. But it forces them to think differently on a continuous basis to continually expand who they are and how they get to their goal. This is a big deal. You have to be able to do that. Can you frust people, frustrate people so bad? Yes. And sometimes they leave. We're just not a good fit. That's okay. We'll help them find another home. No hard feelings. Let's move. Let's separate because we're not a good fit for each other. I'm okay with that too because I need to make sure people are willing to grow, can grow. When we promote them from a, from some role to a next role, they're proving in task not so much on the house side, they're proving in tasks that they have the ability to grow. And when they're proving on their watt side, right? what they're doing every day, then we test the, how can they shift on how they're doing things? Are they multifaceted? Can they do the watt 16 different ways? There's some significant growth in that and some opportunity there. So we push them and we push them regularly. And I don't want to back off most of the time. <laughs> I will, uh, I'll I'll go hold their knees. I'll bring a knee <laughs> brace and hand them a set of crutches. I get it. We all get weak once in a while, but on the other side of that weakness, right? The climbing that hill, that pain point, we you know from that day to get to the top, that's where the juice is at, man. That's where the fun part is. That's where the elation goes, and then you can see the next peak. So you get to one, you can't see that other peak. That'd be too scary. Would never grow. As you get to that top, you can you can celebrate, and then you see the next peak that you're going for, and that's totally shifting again. That's shifting how you're doing things on a regular basis to always keep that edge. I love it. Um, one of the things that I have experienced in my career, and I'm sure a lot of
1: people have, um, I've really experienced it here, which is great. But I know that uh, it, and you brought it up in your article, which is. The negative bosses do not practice what they preach. And this is like, ah, oh, this is one of the things that drive people crazy, right? And so I wonder if you could tell us more about that observation and, and, and how that affects companies.
2: Well, you can, I think you can read through that pretty quickly. I do it with employees. I read what they're saying versus what they're stating or stating versus their actions. You can kind of put two and two together. You tell somebody, and you've heard me talk about this, but somebody tells you that they're a people person and they leave and they don't have a a big circle of friends. They tend to uh, introvert. That is a misalignment, right? And that's really trying to pay attention to these kind of things. One, you can inspire the change or you can inspire the leave, but you can't do both. Because right? if they're gone, you're not going to spare anything. If they're here and present, you can change how they see things. But you really need to align some of that stuff. So uh, I, I think that's what, I think that's really what it is is being able to read through that and they certainly can read through a boss. If you got a boss that's only demanding, you know, because I say so type of terminology and phraseology, they're really just trying to fill a spreadsheet or trying to just get some kind of a number, you know, something, some criteria they're trying to follow versus inspiration, serve people and help them be better so they can serve their families. We work with a lot of national brands, high, high-end high players. And I can tell you, they didn't get there by having the negative bosses. They, they literally have inspirational leaders at all levels, on multi-levels, and I can tell you that the owners or the, the the top leader is very inspirational and he's he or she, uh, they're authentic. And that really inspires others to do better and raise their game. I In, in my book that's coming out soon is um, I, I talk about some of my inspiration over the years and what they meant to me and how they changed my life in certain moments from uh, being a homeless kid to receiving a jacket to uh, inspiration of how to structure certain things a certain way to drive a different result and inspire people, to be able to get people motivated when there was really no reason to motivate other than we needed to come together as a team. And I, I reference these people in the book. It's, um, I don't know, I get, I get choked up almost on some of these reflections and some of these people that have inspired my life's, my life's time and my life's work because they really are who I became. In a in the totality of things, that's who I am, is a piece of all, every one of those leaders that I've come in the past. So you'll read right through a negative Joe, negative Mary, negative Nancy. You'll read right through that. It'll last for a few weeks, a few months, maybe a couple of years, but eventually your team will tear them down and your team's extremely powerful. Your team will come at you and they'll tell you, this guy's not doing it. This gal's not working. They'll go at you, go at you, go at you. Eventually everybody's coming at you. And you're watching and you're saying, okay, there's some reality here. So there is. Just pay attention. Your team will actually be very insightful. The newest hires, you've heard me say this, but your newest hires have the greatest feedback. Sit down and debrief with your brand new people coming in. One week, three weeks, two weeks, five weeks. Sit down with them. How's everybody doing? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? They'll give you very candid conversations. They don't have blinders yet. And they'll be open and frank with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I said, um, and what, I mean, one of the things you said, I thought was cool was, uh, leaders who, pra- who do not practice what they preach are not leaders at all. Yeah. You know, they are people who require other things, uh, others to do the things that they will not do. Yeah. I thought that was very insightful. Have you ever come across that in, in all the years that you worked for and then, and then, that uh, you've been working and leading people and then how, how did you help that person?
2: Well, I'm a very youthful individual.
1: (laughs) Yes, you are.
2: (laughs) uh, I haven't worked for many other people. So I've been in business, CGP. I founded CGP back in the mid 80s. And so I've been self-employed all of these years. But I can tell you, working for various clients over the years, we work for some of the best brands potentially in the world. And I can tell you the difference from those versus a a lower-level play brand. I can tell you the difference in the play and what that's like and how they've grown and why. And it comes down to being able to watch those leaders. I've read those leaders' bios. I've read their books, those that have written, um, those that have inspired others. I've paid attention to what their managers or field leaders are saying. About who they work for and what impacts them, and I've kind of just taken all of that data in. I've had total of maybe five or six jobs in my youth prior to starting CgP that I can tell you they all made a profound impact, negative or positive. They all had a profound impact on me and somebody in the organizations with them also had a profound impact, whether it was a spouse uh, or uh, somebody on the team but, uh, I can't really truly tell you that I work with a bunch of just bosses uh, over the years, and some of that comes from you know just thinking differently and saying, "Geez, there's a good in everything. There's a good even in the in the boss that's the just demanding. There's still a lot of good in them, and you got to be able to, uh, I guess, see past the negative side, and maybe it's an inspiration to them that even as an employee, you're inspiring that boss or that you know leader to be better. Yeah,
1: and, and you know it's just, it's amazing to me how and I've had a lot of uh, leaders that I've worked with, including yourself, that, that how impactful good and bad leaders are with your life and the lessons that you learn from them. And quite frankly, that's why we have this leadership series because we it is so impactful to everyone, uh, especially people in FM that are going through and learning this and have so many moving parts and so many people they have to manage and so many different departments. There's a lot of a lot of leadership really required in FM. So it's it's exciting to kind of go through and, and learn uh, more about these topics. And uh, so I'm going to wrap up today because we're, we're, we're out of time again. But uh, today yeah, we're out of about, time. We're out of time. You know, it, it goes fast when you're having fun. And so we today we talked about the negative boss versus the positive leader. And, and we learned that, you know, A, positive leaders are visionaries, right? We talked about that. Negative bosses get stuck. Uh, positive leaders are encouragers and that's a very important thing. And then negative bosses don't practice what they preach. So some great lessons today. It's a great article for anyone who wants to check out the articles on LinkedIn on Jim's profile. I'll put a link in the podcast notes for that. And uh, you guys can check more of Jim's leadership uh, thought leadership there. And then again, the book coming out uh, that's going to be coming up um, very soon. Hopefully
2: we'll get uh, a target, target release on the new book is uh, May 10. That's mm-hmm. uh that's our target. That's our focus. We're pushing hard to try to drive that. Um, I'm, I'm optimistic. We can make some headway on this at the very least. We're going to be releasing some of the content. I do have some clearance to be able to do some of that fun stuff. And All so right. we can start talking about more of that content. So hopefully May 10 is the uh, target and hopefully we can be able to release that.
1: Exciting. I can't wait to read it. Uh, I feel like I live it with you, <laughs> but I love it. I can't wait to read it until then, you guys. I want you to, for, to follow us on on Instagram, subscribe to our podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And listen, if you're listening to us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, but also hit the little bell for notifications. So, you know, when we got a new video that is out and uh, until then, thank you everyone for listening, Jen, Thank you so much for being on the show again.
2: Thank you very much for having me. You're
1: welcome. Good time. Thanks, guys.